happening party people and welcome to another edition of talking during movies i know you're like who this who well it is me back uh hey take a little break you know listen if i'm gonna keep retelling the same uh, five dumb stories uh for the rest of my life in this podcast i at least need to give them a fresh approach and that eh, that might mean taking a week off or something like that you know and actually uh during that time i was uh chatting with former guest chef uh, joe gatto check him out uh, his new season of um, From Scratch is coming out. Not an advertisement, just letting you guys know because he's my buddy. Uh, but anyways, I was chatting with him and he, uh, he had some real interesting things to say. You know, he, uh, we were talking and he goes, let's tell about the difficulty sometimes of doing these uh, solos and he gave me some great insights on why they're important and why it's good to do it and it's good practice and everything else. So uh, thanks, Chef, for, for that. And with that, let's kick this show off. I'm going to this is, by the way, free on Amazon Prime for you uh, people who like to uh, send Jeff Bezos into space in a huge metal cock. Um, well, we funded it. I think we should have gotten some more pictures or maybe a say on the design. But we're going to watch Knights of Badastum. Knights of Badastum. And this is, uh, this is a director is Joe Lynch. Don't know who he is. We've got Peter Dinklage. we got Steven Zahn. He's in... Um, that new HBO show, White Lotus, fantastic. Check it out. And this is a comedy, horror, fantasy, action film. I'm pretty sure it's rated R. And it is. So we're going to hit play on this. i got to find my mute button. There we go. And we'll keep this party start. We'll keep this party going. So anyways, you know, you guys, uh, I am back recharged and excited. You know, it's, um, but yeah, so I was talking to Chef Joe also about uh, booking guests. You know, and I had, uh, there was, you know, I backlog a lot of these. And then, so if I go through stretches of a lot of work, I can still give you guys uh, good content. And um, I was scheduled to do one with uh, with uh, Scott Cohn, uh, celebrity chef, restaurateur, author, all-around handsome guy, great set of chompers, good set of hair, uh, you know, judged on, judge on Chopped, you know, TV star. He'd probably been in some movies, too. God knows. But, um you know, uh, my kid got sick, didn't get COVID, just, you know, had a little bit of uh, the bad allergies. And, you know, then they're going to be held out for another day. And I, you know, I didn't want her to be in the way of a podcast, even though she has jumped in on quite a few. I mean, I was just, you know, I was really honored he was, he was considering coming on. And so I had to reschedule and I didn't explain it very well. I was like, oh, you know, um, my kid's sick. And, you know, the interview was for the next day. So I'm sure that looked really weird. But, you know, it's the I just naturally assume people would be like, oh, yeah, the 24-hour thing, you know, no matter what, and get a COVID test and all those things. 
but wasn't explained. And then what I realized is how busy I was getting and summer coming up is that uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't going to try to book any more guests right off just because of the fact that I didn't want to cancel or change things with so much stuff going on. And uh, yeah, so anyways, that's uh, that's the long and the short of it. And Chef Joe inspired and he goes, you got to keep doing the solos then, brother. You got to keep doing them. And I said, well, all right. You know, if you will do me a favor, uh, I will. And he said, sure, what is it? And I just said, you know, I mean, just uh, just give me a secret recipe that no one has. And he goes, I just did. Confidence. Go get him, bud. No, I'm kidding. That last part's totally made up, but it's what I imagined. And then we cheers and had a beer and, and a big hug. And, you know, it was delicious and a lot of fun. Kind of like, uh, you know, the beer said, oh, good old Independence Brewing. Delicious. Check them out. They're in Austin, Texas. Um, indie Brewing, I think, is uh, their Independence Brewing. Um, yeah, find them online. Find them. They fo- I follow them on Instagram. I tag them in a lot of stuff when I'm drinking them. So, yeah, good people. Check them out. All right. So, the this crazy movie, Knights of Bad Aston. Let's let's jump into this really quick, right? One, it's like role playing meets mm, summoning a demon, and then you know, there's it's it's uh, it's LARPing, live action role play. Now, I don't know, you guys. I mean, here's, see, I'm, I'm torn on this, right? Because, uh, you know, you can make fun of someone dressing as medieval knights and hanging out, looking like an absolute douche, and at the same time, they're, you know, drinking a Coca-Cola and having fun. You know, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's weird. But they, they dress up, they role play, they, they do their thing. And everyone makes fun of them. But, you know, and obviously they don't get paid, you know, they're kind of, but they, listen, if they could get paid, trust me they would get paid. They just can't because it's absolutely dumb and ridiculous, right? But if you think about it, I mean, what's baseball? You know, is that not just live action role playing a game where you get paid a lot? I mean, I I think it is, right? Ooh, they left their demon book behind. I mean, football, live action role playing. All these athletes that I've reached out to in the past and they've been thinking about doing the podcast, they're going to be like, well, we're not doing it now, asshole. You're basically uh, putting us in the same box as LARPers. And I'm like, well, I mean, I am. I kind of don't apologize for that. That's for darn sure. But, uh, you know, past that, I mean, come on. Have a laugh, you guys. You are live-action role-playing a game. You just get paid a lot for it. And, you know, there's danger to it. Just like, you know, these guys just summoned a demon for crying out loud. It literally sucked the soul out of this guy and inverted it into something else. I mean, it is just terrifying, this guy. He has got the words of that Bible on his face, that satanic Bible. And now he's very, very angry. So see, now they've summoned a hillbilly demon. Not just bad enough that it's a demon. It's a hillbilly demon, which means he's going to kill you and finger your butt. And that's... uh. <clears throat> Let's be honest. That's not good. You know, you don't want to die that way. You don't. Uh, you know, you don't need that kind of energy in your life. That's for sure. I've been thinking about this, and I don't know how to pose this question. And it only gets weirder after other information that I found out. Hmm. How do I broach this? You know, see, this is the uh, this is the interesting thing, right? I'm, I'm thinking about how to broach this. They're doing this. Um, the, uh, the live-action role players left their ridiculous uh, you know, medieval Bible behind as uh, some paintballers came across them and started shooting them with paintballs. I remember there was a, I was in 
maybe a junior or a senior. I think it was a senior in high school. And, uh, ooh, it just opened up and did its little Knights of badass demo. Here we go. So um, one of my buddies had a paintball gun. And I remember two things were morons, right? Some lady was uh, unloading her car at a supermarket, had her door wide open, and we shot it. And it hit the inside of her door, which I'm sure ruined it. You know, I'm an asshole. I know if I knew who she was or anything like that, I'd apologize. We are in a town. We didn't know the people and we were being dorks. And then um, the other time uh, we drove by a bar that had a side door open and we shot inside the dark bar, which uh, sure did not go over well. And yeah, we did get chased quite a bit. Uh, they, you know, the whole staff, everyone. They kind of was yeah it was bad it wasn't the best thing that's for that's for dark sure and uh, yeah so that happened um, but anyway they were shooting people with paintballs they didn't hit by a paintball I used to work with a guy he was if this was at Huey's break time ever tell you guys about Huey's break time the crazy thing I don't even know so we all know I went to Bible college and when I went you know I had to get a job. And I got a job at a billiards hall run by this Christian man, and it was called Huey's Break Time. So there's no drinking there, no smoking there. They uh, had candy, they had some limited foods, and uh, sodas to drink. And really nice pool tables, like nine foot, Simona's cloth, really, uh, really nice um, uh, felt, all around real quality establishment. And uh, I loved I loved working there, man. I worked all the nights, which was great. You know, I, I could obviously couldn't work during the daytime, so I'd work at night. And you know, you find a cute girl, maybe you give her a free hour, or a free half hour, you know, and, and show her how awesome you know the world is and what's going on. Uh, you can take over the jukebox and just play it. Stay late. We would stay late and gamble there and have fun playing three ball and nine ball and eight ball. It was a great spot, and it really was fun to work there. I mean, I. I think I got the job. I think they had a posting in uh, at Northwest Bible College where I went, and I had a car, so I was very fortunate. And I uh, shot down there, and I interviewed with his wife. She was very nice, and I mean, and I screwed up a lot at that job, man. I was not very good at some of that stuff. I mean, I really did screw up a lot, and one of those big screw ups, of course, uh, you know. Let me see here. One time, I. Uh, forgot to fully lock the doors. I think I just locked the uh, the top or the middle and didn't lock the tops and bottoms and it set the alarm off. So obviously, you know, the owner's going to call and they get their call and uh, yeah, I am, um, you know, well, I'm in a lot of trouble. For sure in a lot of trouble. So that happened and you're like, that's a horrible story, Jay. I know, but it's just, it was me as a young kid, you know, trying to work and you know, we'd stay there late and gamble and play, and uh, it was it was an interesting job. It was it was a lot of fun. It really was, you know, good old pool. But the reason that came up is because I worked with a guy there. He knew Huey, the owner, and uh, was friends with I think his oldest son or you know second oldest son, whatever that may be. And uh, that kid was a professional paintball player. And he'd be gone on some weekends because he would like travel across the across the country. He was on ESPN, you know, shooting the paintball. It was crazy, and you you'd look at him, and you know, not that you, I, I, 
maybe paintballers have a look. I don't know. But he uh, he had a look. He for sure. I mean, he had, you know, and it wasn't paintball. You didn't think Supreme Athlete. You weren't, you know, it, it was he was just a different looking dude. But, you know, he was strong. He was agile. And, I mean, God bless him. I mean, the dude was on ESPN shooting at people by a paintball. So that would be pretty damn good. You know what I'm saying? That'd be pretty damn good. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how the, the people you meet and uh, the stories and and what happens and how you uh, forget about them or lose touch or uh, you know they just they meander out of your lives. You know, there's some people you you can be super duper close with and you know really uh, really want to or really think I guess I should say you know you're friends forever and. And, and you probably, you know, you are friends forever, right? But you think that that, uh, that bond or that, that uh, connection is just gonna, gonna be as strong or continue to grow and be stronger. And you realize in life, man, sometimes those things just slide away. They just, they gently move away. And it's of no fault of anyone except for, you know what, you just, you go in different directions. You know, my thing is that I try to never lose touch, right? I, even if I pop in every year, six months, it's, you know, it's because of uh, who I am. I'm just not a good, I'm good at connecting people. I'm not really good at staying connected, right? I forget things a lot and uh, I don't necessarily need uh, the daily or weekly communication per se. I mean, I, I jump into it, you know, with like some of my friends texting a lot or sending memes back and forth, just being an idiot. But, um, you don't you don't look at those you know so that, that's kind of where I, I come in and I look at that and then you know you see you know, some people they need a call like once a week or once a day or once every other day and and that's great I'm just you know I always tell them I'm not good at that I'm really not I'm not the best at that I mean I have definitely called more than I'm going to call and I may not call someone for a year or two years and it's not that I'm mad or upset in any way shape or form it's a hell of a lot more than I'm just you know I'm just my mind's somewhere else it just is and it can go somewhere else sitting down chatting with friends it can go somewhere else uh, you know uh, in work or go somewhere else in, in this podcast like God knows where this conversation was going when we started off right I mean talking about you know king of badass I mean this is just Peter Dinklage is here he's lighting a bomb for a guy you know this guy just quit his job hit a car and now he's hitting the bomb and coughing like a rookie. So how do you, you wet that palate? Mm-hmm. Drink the whiskey. Yep, throat dry, drink the whiskey. He is Peter Dinklage, sir. I'm telling you, this is not how you get someone to get over their problems, sir. But, you know, that's, uh, I guess that's what he's going to do, you know, I'll tag Peter Dinklage in this and tell him how disappointed I am in the fact that he not, got only, not only got someone high as a kite, he also got them drunk. And yes, I know it's a movie and it's not real, but it's really fun to her, you know, have a little fun with it, maybe. See, I think in my brain, I think certain things are very funny. And then when I go try them out, they're really not, you know, but I always try them out. That is for sure. You have to wonder. When you're playing the back nine, do you tuck the hemorrhoid in? Do you strain it? Can you strain it? Huh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, 
world is a different place now. Because now you're thinking about that. I did send my buddy this meme <laughs> from family. I don't know if it was from Family Guy. But um, yeah, the, the pervert guy goes, you know, sitting down at the bar. Peter walks up. Pervert guy looks at him in, in the booth and he goes, you know, Darth Vader can get handouts from, uh, from across the room. Peter looks and he's like, God damn it. Can we? I just sat down. I haven't even had my first beer yet. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I'm dying. Okay, so uh, brother quit his job. I got super stoned and drunk. Finds out that his boys have taken him to and dressed him up for a little live action role play. And he looks fantastic. You know, rocking the metal. He's having a good time. I wonder how they decide who's the king in these LARP things. Like, I wish I knew LARPers. But I'm just wondering, like, how you decide. Like, just roll up and, you know, there's like nine kings? Um, or is it something else, you know? I mean, do they like, is it the two guys that like start the tournament? Are they, or start the LARP thing? Is that, are they automatically the king? If it's, one guy, you know, I guess then it's a, you know, you're just at his kingdom. You know, I just, it, I mean, this is like a cult. They make you dress up weird. They make you talk weird. They make you serve a person just, you know, for, for a period of time where you're just like, let's pretend this. I mean, that's how cults start. They're like, wouldn't it be great if we pretended the world was like this? Uh, you know, Jim Jones, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to, let's pretend like we didn't have to pay for food. Let's pretend that the earth provided everything that we needed for us. Now, let's pretend that we took this idea and we actually put it into practice. Now, let's pretend. Let's just pretend. What do you think it would take for us to go down there and put it into practice, just in pretend world? But, you know, I mean, let's do some real math. Yeah, because we want it to be a full exercise of the brain. I'm not just here to sell fantasies. I'm also here to help you do your taxes, and that starts off with simple math and business calculations of flights and uh, building costs and, uh, you know, permitting and structuring, you know, just the basics of building a, let's say, I don't know, small complex farm and entertainment area, all right? Think of it like a, like a mini subsection of the subdivision with the fun entrance thing where you know they got the nice couches well, obviously ours will be different because i have my own thing on style and really what i like but you know the nice couches i'm brewing coffee uh, no tea because we're not british you know um you know you get a lot of ideas here and, and, and most importantly you know with all of this we're just we're gonna we're gonna have this beautiful concept right there we go now let's have some fun and pretend, okay? So then he's pretended them up to panhandling, stealing, cashing in their 401ks. I mean, I don't know about you, but can you eat a 401k? No, you can't. And you can't run one either, you fat son of a bitch. But you know what you can do? I'll tell you what you can do. You can cash that 401k in and you can be part of something before any of us met was nothing and it went from a pretend to a dream 
And if you would just do one small thing for man, well, then it would go into reality. No pressure, Bob. Linda, you're next. We're going to talk with you too, Linda, because I don't think you're going to need a tennis bracelet in the world. I don't think you're going to need any of that stuff in that big diamond ring. I mean, I get it. Your husband might want you to keep it, but we've got other ideas, okay? And so then he does that. And now they've got money. Now they've bought some land. And now it's like, hey, man, dreams do come true. They do. Now we're down there. And then you realize that like any other dream, it sometimes feels a little off because it's actually a fucking nightmare. And now you want to pretend again. Because reality, the nightmare of reality, really sucks big fat donkey dicks. It's just, it's atrocious and horrible. I mean, now you're down there, you're sweating your ass off, you've got bat wings like no one's business. God knows they're not showering every day. They're probably very limited on fresh water. Everyone stinks. No one's eating really great food because, hey man, you're, you're first time farmers. And you don't know the seasons and you don't even know what the fuck grows down there. You guys are morons because this is pretend. The religion that he preached was pretend. He was pretend. He wasn't a god. He was a moron. So you pretend land gets you, pretend food gets you real hunger pains. You know, unless fat boy sold out his 401k, also brought it, you know, a little briefcase of Snickers. He's going to be good for a Tuesday. And then he's really going to be fucked. And probably be diabetic. And let's talk about the healthcare in pretend land. You know, how many real doctors are down there? How sterile is it? How, you know, these are real good questions you got to ask yourself, party people. Because remember, it's pretend. The money was real. Your ass being down there is real. You getting conned into it's real fucking real. And now you're down there, you're sweating your ass off. You're wondering when the food's going to fucking come. And this guy's screaming at you morning, noon, and night working you like no one's business like you've never been worked before and you thought you put money to work son you ain't doing nothing till you're doing that work down there for free and this guy's eating steaks and he's telling you what to do oh and because you're working so hard he doesn't want your wife to feel neglected so he's gonna fuck her too don't feel bad and for sure don't let her feel special he's fucking all the women all of them all the time that's how he operates that's what he does. Okay, it's the land of pretend, remember? But now it's a real fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. So, that's how cults and LARPing are like. Only difference is, is I guess they really do end these things after the weekend. You know, unless they live them online at home or some other weird fucking place. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. I mean, these guys are just crazy. I mean, Peter Dinklage, by the way, he gets some really interesting roles. He really does, you know, and uh, he's always looks or feels so serious, so serious. Um, the fields of evermore. I'm, I'm trying to get off this LARPing thing and, and move forward, but I gotta tell you guys, every time I, oh, here we go. The guy who say, the guy who they're probably renting the tents from rolls up. I'm sure he's talking normal, you know, Absolutely fucking normal. Uh-oh. Nope. They're making him a green gorilla. This is a travesty among all fucking 
travesties. Although I did get a pink gorilla suit once. Don't know if I've told this story before. I apologize. Not really. Yeah, I'll keep it about two minutes. So there you go. Burp, burp. Okay. Um, anyway, so I'm in Vegas drinking a little too much, getting served a lot too much, but also winning good money. Like I'm up like three or four grand, kids. I got some cheddar and I'm drinking tons. So we end up walking by a magic store and I saw a pink gorilla suit and I thought for sure this was going to be small. And so walk in, I go, I'd like to buy a pink gorilla suit. The guy's like, that's like, you know, $400. I'm like, not a problem. Throw down 400 and this huge box comes out. It is enormous, this box. So he comes out, it's enormous. I can't believe it. I mean, it's a fucking magic store. Can't you just make this box smaller? Like, isn't that your job as a magician? That you just go burp, 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 you know, abracadabra, and there it is, the box is smaller. That's a magician. You know, where's Chris Angel? Can we get him over here? Can he shrink this down so that I can enjoy the night without carrying around a small television? Is there any possible way we can do that? Is David Copperfield, could he fart in this room and then make the thing disappear for a half hour? Could you put my name on it? I'll even make it easier. Provide some customer service. Mail it to my house. All great ideas, but none achieved. Instead, I, well... I walked out with it in a garbage bag. So I looked like a hobo. It was a good look for me, I'm not gonna lie. The, the satchel, it really, you know, I was lifting a lot of weights, it kind of showed off the arm a little bit, it was nice. So then we ended up going to this nice club. They have customer service, they let me check my hobo bag with the pink gorilla suit inside. We have fun, we meet some people, I go back downstairs, start gambling some more, and I'm on a hot streak, a pink gorilla hot streak. And I'm winning cash over cash over cash. Tons of money. Get done. Take a cab to my buddy's house. And his door's locked. That's okay. He has a doggy door. I snuck in through the doggy door. I was cold downstairs in their home. So I put on the pink gorilla suit to be warm. And then I needed a pillow. So I used my stacks of money. That's not a euphemism. I used my stacks of money, 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 money. That's how much I won. And uh, I'm leaving a part of the story out. Well, yeah, I left part of the story out. There's some people who've heard this going, you left out the part with the cab. He didn't drop me off in the right spot. I had to walk around to find his my buddy's house. Anyways, his wife then comes down, screams, because there's a pink gorilla sleeping on her, you know, on her couch, which that would freak anybody out, even me. And yeah, that's a, that's the pink gorilla suit, you know. And uh, this guy in this movie, he has a uh, well, he he's got a green one, kind of a cheap ripoff of my life, if you want to know the truth. I do like this van that they have. You know, every good fantasy movie, it seems like there's there's well, <clears throat> let's go. Sorry about that. Fantasies and monsters, right? If we look at those and think about that, now. Easy one, right? Slam dunk, Scooby-Doo, Van, right? Hmm? Huh? We got this movie, Van. There's that uh, movie. Where's the movie? Uh, with the it's the cartoon one. The brothers, dad died. The wizard, Gree is you know people are using electricity instead of using their abracadabra, Calakazam, 
I want this to be my man and the lights come on, you know, whatever it fucking may be. Well, you know, you, you look at that and think about it. They had a van, all right? You know, there's a riptide. There was a van. Come on now. It makes no sense, but I just want to say riptide. Now I'm just thinking of shows with vans and I'm 18. Pretty obvious. Riptide was like a rip-up of the 18. It's kind of like you see a really good show on Paramount or USA, you know, and then you've got the dumbed down version, the shitty one that's on NBC, ABC, where they can't cuss, right? And then if you want to make it super young and uh, and borderline, you know, uncomfortable, you just drop right down to the CW. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they got they got Nancy Drew. She's in full on, you know. And listen, Nancy Drew can go do what Nancy Drew wants to do. I'm just saying it was shocking to me because when I grew up, Nancy Drew was much younger. She really wasn't into boys, and uh, she liked to solve mysteries. And uh, this Nancy Drew loves the dudes, very attractive, obviously older. I think she's just out of high school, or she's on summer break for college. I don't know how she does all this shit. But she's doing something. She doesn't trust her dad. Tries to get him arrested numerous times. She's, you know, with, with a lot of boys, and that's okay. It's just, I'm just comparing the differences. No boys. First Nancy Drew. This, you know, I mean, two is a lot of boys, right? From no from zero so yeah, don't get your panties in a bunch right and then like they're like hanging out summoning demons to go attack people so you know a little different solving crimes solving supernatural demon mysteries that we actually summon by playing with a Ouija board while stoned okay you know, and then there's lies and betrayal I mean it really is it's like this weird 90210 meets uh, Nancy Drew without the mystery solving. But yet they hint at mysteries. It's, it's really, really, really interesting. And that, you'd be like, Jay, have you watched this? Yes, I have. Yep, I like, I like really bad shows like this. Like there's this one, um, it's a real estate show, and I cannot think of the name of it. I'm so excited about this, though. So it's this real estate show. And, uh, oh, shit, the demon's coming. The clouds, he's standing in the center of the pentagram. The demon is coming. Oh no. He is terrified. And he should be. Oh, should the demon see? Oh, I gotta tell you about the beautiful side of evil. If I never told you about this, and I don't think I have, folks. Oh man, she is terrifying. Holy shit. And then she's pretty and then terrifying. So any hoodles. Beautiful side of evil. That's because that's top of mind, right? So when I was um, younger and growing up, uh, my mom was uh, extremely religious, you know, and uh, and got me extremely religious at one point. Um, you know, I mean, I was running around with sweatshirts that said "Only North for President" and was very conservative Christian, right? You know, would um, would drive by bars and yell, "Jesus loves you. I'm praying for you." you know? But I was also very hypocritical because I was an asshole, and you know, it was just it was it was a, I was a mess of of, of, a, of a human being, right? But you'd go to these events, you'd go to these concerts, you'd see these people, and uh, there was this author, and my mom gave me his book, and I, I won't mention his name, but it was I remember the cover, because the cover showed this beautiful woman, and her reflection was a skeleton, and it was like you know, good and bad the beautiful side of evil, right? And 
he talked about how he wanted to become a warlock and how when he did, he had all these powers and, you know, he could summon women for, for sex and, he, you know, there was just all this stuff that, that he said he could do and he could levitate and, you know, he could, you know, he just create money or, you know, it was just, it was all this wild and crazy stuff. But he's like, but what also, you know, it was just killing him inside. It was killing his soul. It was just horrible. And he was just, you know, so torn up about it. So you hear all this and you're like, oh man, that's just so crazy. Well, what did do Kukuru find out? This guy lied. He made the whole thing up. He just did. He made the whole thing up. And, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, and, and you're like, okay, it's kind of a failure. And then, of course, Jimmy Swagger happens and, you know, um, I want to say Ted Bundy, but it's Ted Baker. I was going to be funny, but, you know, he's, he's, he's such a wreck of a human being. That's not very nice. You have, you know, Ted Baker and his cheating and, you know, all this crazy shit happening in the world, man. And it's just one thing leading you from another. It's just one thing that is, uh, you know, it just it shows you that all these people having faith in, in, in people, right? And, they, and when they do that, the failure of, of what's given to them is absolute failure. And just it was, dude, just checking out this girl's booty. Sir, let me tell you, the Me Too movement is alive and well, and you're going to get your ass poked up. Okay. Okie dokie. Uh-oh. There they are. The war. The world's worst. The green gorillas. And they're attacking, of course. They're attacking our little man. Sorry, brother. I wanted to say Fred Savage. That's not his name. It's Peter Dinklage. There's just fun names popping into my head. So Peter Dinklage is out. You know, and you can't call him a little man, of course. That's not nice either. And it looks like now our first green gorilla is out as well. I don't know where the hell he's going. He is lost in translation. And is he out or is he trying to find the... I think he's trying to find the, the game where they're playing. He's not very good at this. God bless him. Ooh, and here's our beautiful side of evil. Because her face is a little burnt, but she's still very attractive. She's a very nice lady. You know, you probably think she's part of the game as well. And she's dressing the part. So yeah, so beautiful side of, beautiful side of evil guy. Uh, yeah, that was, oh no, no burns on her. She's just, she's perfect face. Sniffing him up and down. I hope she doesn't turn into him because then this movie is going to get really weird it's going to be hard to keep up with the demon um that'd be a great name for a motorcycle would you get i got the yamaha 7500 keeping up with the demon oh yeah oh yeah love it uh anyways um in the uh and all of this you know it was just a you know trust if you will um and it, yeah kind of ruined a lot of stuff that is for sure ruined a lot of stuff, and you know, and it, it wrecks, it, you know, trust and understanding, and just you, you guys, what you know, and that gets back to that Jim Jones cult rant, and it, it it gets back to you know, will the LARPing end, right? Do you trust that that made up king's gonna let it go? You know, it, will the pastor, uh, you know, not be? the one you know it's like hey bob it's just pastor bob you know what your name's fucking bob okay you're bob you've always been bob you'll always be bob I'll call you robert i don't who cares you just hi you're a person okay 
you, you can't say there's no hierarchy that we're all equal in the eyes of the Lord and then make you call be called a special name all right because uh, that doesn't work for a lot of reasons right you'd be like we're all equal now obviously you know <laughs> I'm standing above you talking at you <laughs> not with you that's the other failure point right they are talking at people not with people and they're not always right but then you've got to wait and you hope you send them an email, you call, you see if you can have a meeting. Maybe, maybe they listen and they take you seriously. But it, next week, is there a retraction? Do we get a, every three months, hey, we're going to play some things back that I got wrong? Or are you going to own any of that? You know, this is, this, would be, this is the problem with all the authority. The authoritarians, the, but but the the voted upon ones, the people that, that, that we choose to give that that authoritative power to, is that we also never require them to be human. We never require them to own their mistakes. We only require that they keep talking, so we can keep feeding our addiction, <clears throat> listen, and then march to their orders, and carry the brunt of their mistakes, and lift their fat fucking egos up in their very few correct wins you know look at politicians if you if you're not you know you know i get away with it a little bit right because i sit down i'm like i'm a libertarian and they're like oh fucking hates republicans and democrats but still still you get into this and what happens right you bring something up and let's say they hate trump and you bring up uh you know, it's, it's weird how Biden's, you know, been busted for plagiarizing. You know, he's saying how horrible these laws are that he created. You know, he's, he doesn't get a lot of things right. He's been in politics for 50 years. And instead of owning some of those things, instead of saying, yeah, you know, that's fucking true. It's, it's not the best track record. Um, but I still have a little, you know, I, I still have faith because of maybe the people around him, whatever it may be. But instead, they go, well, you know what Trump did? You know what else Trump did? And, and it's not, you, you're no longer listening, right? You're taking an authoritarian approach, and then you're also picking a side, and then you're, you're tribal to that side, and you can't see the mistakes of, of both. I mean, the Libertarian Party's so small, and they've done such a shitty job in the past of nominating a good person to actually lead not only the party, but potentially the nation, that it's easy that we can look and shit on ourselves as well. You know, you don't see that from both sides. I mean, you right now have Democrats sit, you know, begging people to take this vaccine. And this is not, listen, you want to take the vaccine, go take the vaccine. I applaud you. Go take it. Please go get it done. If you're high at risk, please go take it. Please. This is not a no-vax thing. I'm just saying that in the beginning, when Trump was saying the vaccine was going to come out really, really quickly, the quickest of the quickest, be I mean, like you couldn't spell how quick this quickness is going to be here, quicker than when I'm with Melania. Well, not that fast. Nothing is that. I just came again, thinking about thinking it. You know, when he did that thing, you had Cuomo saying, "I wouldn't take it," and I'm not quoting them right. You, you, you had our, our now first lady, lady saying, if that's, his, if that's his approved vaccine, I'm not taking it. 
you have Biden saying, be cautious about this. It was, you know, it was, it was put into, in, implemented extremely quickly. We have to be cautious about this. You know, so you have these people, and now they're saying, hey, man, like, I'm going to fuck with your life if you don't take this. And the problem with that is, is that you're giving a mixed message. And even if 99% of that population doesn't remember you saying that bullshit, even if no one remembers you saying it, it's still on the back of their brain because they have lifted you up. They've given you authority over their lives. They've, they've exalted you to that. And so it's in the back of their brain. Trust me, it's back there. It is. And that's why you're not getting success because you don't own your mistakes. Nancy Pelosi gets caught in a hair salon without a mask on. And instead of being like, man, I fucked up, she goes, I was tricked. Didn't own it. You know, just doesn't own it. Mayor of LA, man, I, you know, I really, mayor, mayor of Austin, man, I really fucked up homelessness. Man, you know, we made some crucial mistakes. No, doesn't own it. Keeps doubling down. Keeps doubling down. If you can't own it, folks, right? I mean, and, and they, they own their successes, right? Oh, you know, hot dogs are, are 16 cents cheaper. Yay. You know, um, we've made sure the COVID vaccine is free for everyone. Yay. And it's not. We paid for it, folks. They used our tax dollars. Uh, we paid for it. It wasn't free. Okay, that, that thing that comes out of your check, that covered that bill. So applaud yourselves for paying for it. You know, faxers, all of you, we all paid for it. If you pay taxes, we paid for it. So they didn't pay for shit. You guys got to start remembering that. You know, once again, you're giving up this power and, and there's, there's ways to get power, right? It's, it's influence and money and money buys influence. So you really need to understand, you know, uh, that when they say they're giving you a tax break, you don't applaud them, right? You hold them accountable for stuff. When they say they're doling out a federal budget of $1 trillion, guess what you don't do? You don't say, okay, that's your trillion dollars. Where do you want to spend it? You know, I was talking to a guy online today, and man, we don't fund education the right way. It is really depressing to me that in within eight miles, you can have three different schools with three different ratings, and one can be just horrible. In good neighborhoods, just a horrible school. Our schools should all be nines and tens. You know, if people are behind, why? Why is it a three? Why is it a one? Why? You know, don't tell me it's a bad neighborhood. Tell me, why is it a one? No, it's a 10. It's got to be. You got to work it. And you got to make that shit happen. And you don't. And instead, you see this stuff happen and you want other things to happen, but you've given someone else the power. You've given someone else the authority. You've given someone else the management to your life. And because you're just so in love with that one side, you don't even hold it accountable. You know, and that's in religion too, man. Listen, pastors make mistakes all the time. All the time. They do. They don't get history right. They get shit wrong. You know, I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're okay. But I, you know, I firmly believe you should have to have a master's in history 
you should have to have a master's in linguistics and you should have a master's in in global religions and then a master's in your religion get all that done and then you can preach then you can start to influence people and how they think but you don't you can hear the same sermon from the Bible 25 different fucking times and it'll be 25 different messages and some people will scream that is the glory of the book I will scream that's gross inconsistency and it breathes little tiny interdependent states of thought and you know I mean do talk about the rapture uh, you know tell me where in the Bible people start disappearing you know tell me where that magic show happens it's a good one just tell me where it happens right I mean that you you just there's there's stuff going on folks and you you've given people the keys you know there's there's some Christian groups like oh man we don't do music there's others who Jesus man there's just it's, it's a rock concert you know it's it's in a stadium some believe you you know you just got to play the old organ and, and let the choir sing and you kind of hum along who knows but all of them have a basis for it, and all of them shit on someone else for having a different basis, and that's because of inconsistency in communication and not owning when you're fuck up. You don't own it, and when you don't own it, folks, this is what you get. You know? And then you get more separation and more determination, because when the person in charge, the person you gave the keys to, the person that you decided runs your life and you've given them all of that and then you're shown that they're wrong and they never admitted it but you're shown that they're wrong oddly it emboldens you more to them you know because you're just like fine so they're not as fucked up and then you're just you're right in the trenches and then you're fighting you're fighting with friends and neighbors you know, when you look and you go, hey man, this, uh, there's some weird shit in the Bible. You know, I mean, God, uh, he had a bear eat like 30 kids for making fun of a bald guy. Well, yeah, but you know, da, 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 da. and he's like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? That's still weird and dark, and why is, it, why is that in there? And there are books about influential women that aren't. Why is a, basically pornography for Christians, Song of Solomon, you know, why is that in there? And books celebrating women and lifting them up as independent and strong on the Apocrypha and around. You know, and so when you have these inconsistencies, when you look at the way Christ talked about people and the way the church treats people, and then they sit up and then they tell you the words of Christ and then do the exact opposite, Catholic Church, you know, where they, well, I mean, they just, they just fuck kids and fuck, fuck countries over, you know? And then they sit there and tell you to love thy neighbor as yourself. And it's just, it's embarrassing. It's gross. It's, you know, and I have a lot of friends who are, you know, in religion and faith. And, you know, I was for a very long time and now I greatly struggle with it for a lot of reasons. And, uh, and this is a lot of it. You know, and we, Scott Hatch, he's a pastor here in town, great guy, very intelligent, very smart, very insightful, very honest and, and direct. Uh, you know, he, um, 
he's been on the podcast and we've chatted it up, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because he doesn't make stuff up. He doesn't know he doesn't know. I said, that's a good question. He goes, that's where I either have faith or that's where I just don't know. And I'm okay not knowing. And see, that's an honest person. He's also not trying to start a cult or, or trying to start a megachurch. Okay? If the guy preaches to five people, he'll preach the same way to 500. Because it's something where he doesn't want the power. He doesn't want the authority. He wants to talk with you, not at you. He wants info. He wants you to tell him how he did he wants to go up there and, and talk about things being changed. I mean, I told him once, I said, one of the greatest disappointments is when they pull the offering out. That's supposed to, man, if you're supposed to be giving money away, you're supposed to be a celebration. I don't know how you give money away. I like to do it in style, right? And we're a couple months away. I don't know what's happened with this Delta variant, but we're going to try to do our Oktoberfest this year. We raise money, free brats, free beer. Come by, you can just drive by in your car, and I'll give you a six-pack of beer and uh, some brats. Don't drink and drive, and go home. Give me money, food bank. And we do it with style, right? We have fun. Then we walk into that food bank, and we're like, wow, man, this is it. This is our jam. This is what we love. This is what we've done. And we're so, so happy about it. And why wouldn't we be, right? Why wouldn't we be, man? I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's fun. And it's, it's giving. You know, you go and you give to a friend and you begrudge them, like, here's your fucking gift, man. I can't believe I spent money on you. Or are you thinking about random weird shit and then you go, man, if I won the lottery, I'd do this. Or if I had, uh, you know, in this job, or if I would, you know, I would do this. But okay, so I'm here now. I'm in a pawn shop. All right. I think a used vibrator with a borrowed pair of panties is going to be a great gift. $2.95, I got them. But it's hilarious. And it's your last $2.95. You throw on a tall boy because you, you stole it from the store because you're a G like that, all right? But it's with celebration. It's with that. It's with fun. I got something going out to the Harry artist and to uh, Scott at Colorblind Design. If you don't know who they are because you're new to the podcast, let me tell you, at the Harry artist uh, on Instagram, check it out. He does face swap stuff. There's some ugly people in there. Then those, those are me. And then there's like famous people and uh, Brian Callen and... Uh, I forget who else you guys you've uh, you know he's like Jason you're, the, you're never do an ad read for me okay I'd rather I'd rather you never do an ad read well I'm sorry brother here I am I'm sorry but anyways he's on Twitter at the Harry at, at the Harry artist and same Instagram at the Harry artist and he's he's awesome so check him out give him a follow it's a lot of fun us you know Scott at Colorblind Design is he's fantastic he's great man uh, he does the tactical six pack coolers. With, you know, look for the bottles, little lids coming out the top, you know, and it's got the paint. You do. I, I got the custom black one uh, with my logo on it. I mean, he play he put any logo on it. He's hooked up Shaw the rapper. He is uh, hooked up um, the uh, Clearwater. Uh, was it oh, Canyon Ferry uh, Brewery in in Townsend, Montana? He's hooked up the Chive with them. I mean, this guy, you know, he does stuff for uh, Armed Forces veterans police officers I mean the, the guy has made him for a ton of famous people and you know he's, he's awesome and I'm honored to you know call, call Scott a friend and you know we, and, and you know get get a get, got a tactical six-pack cooler from him you know that was quite the blessing and was pretty freaking awesome so you know anyways those are my guys I don't know where I was going with that now I forget because I got off on some tangent with people being awesome and, and real and 
owning. Is that where we were? I knew we were there, and I was all fired up. And now I'm all happy because I'm talking about my friends. You know, when we did the, uh, when we were uh, messing around and did the, uh, <laughs> up in Reading, did the recording up there, that almost four-hour recording, got Scott's brother to fall down laughing. It was my greatest joy. It made that guy laugh. I was, I was out. I was like, oh, I'm done, man. This, this, this is the best thing ever. But um, yeah, you know, we were we were up there. We had so so much fun, and that crew of guys, man, that was great. But it was fun because you know Scott and I never really hung out like that, and so you know, have someone come up, stay one night at your house, and then you know some nights up in Reading, and then one more night at your house, and pick him up at the airport, drop him off, and me when I'm drunk and crazy, you all have heard me talk. I mean, you know, I get I get a couple of too many pops in me, and I'm going nuts, and it's you know I'm a lot. I'm just a lot to handle. I'm a lot to be around. And man, that dude, he's just, we became such good friends. It was like, yeah, the, the hang was natural. It was fun. And I know I talked about that. I've talked about this before, but, you know, it's the same. It's just, it's this really cool feeling. It's like when I went up uh, to Montana, I saw my buddy Nick, who's done, who did the podcast, and Nick Sheedy. And he's got that show on PBS, uh, which is just fantastic. So, you know, you got him. And then we also went and saw my buddy Mike Libby. And I went, I gotta get Mike on the podcast, man. That dude, he's a G. But, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, I hung out with him and that was like a day never passed. And that was the eighth grade, man. I mean, that was a long time ago. But it was like a day never freaking passed. And uh, it's crazy. And that's, you know, that was the same thing with Scott and I. And then, you know, the same thing with that to Harry Artist. We obviously don't chat as much because motherfuckers in Europe hanging out, you know, doing cool Europe shit. And we're, you know, over here in America being free and all. <laughs> I joke, Harry. Come on now. I joke. But, uh, you know, he's doing cool Europe shit right now. Eating really good chocolate. I got a gift coming for him. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to. I got something coming for y'all. And it's going to be great. Scott, get ready. You're going to love this. <laughs> Same with you, Harry. I'm so excited. So excited. Mm. I just can't hide it. Yep. But yeah, but when it was what we chat online. And, uh, you know, we go back and forth quite a bit. And he tags me on a lot of stuff. And, dude, guy's amazing, man. And he just feels, you know, it's natural to talk to him. Natural to. And you get that with some guests, right? I mean, y'all have reached out. You know, you email me talking during movies podcast at gmail.com y'all but you do you guys reach out and it's it's fun it's interesting because you know where uh you'll get some you're like dude that was really cool it was like two friends talking that was awesome that was sean and i man when uh when we did the first one you know at, at cali barbecue well i'll tell you what you guys should listen to him on instagram that, that cat just dropped some knowledge. He was talking about you, you're here where you're supposed to be. It's, it's destiny. And this is, you know, you just, no, I didn't, he didn't say destiny. It's the decisions you made. It put you here. Good decision, bad decision. No, decisions you made put you here. Right? Decision I've made have put me here to be able to. And then he rattled off because, you know, he's always giving his time, giving his food, helping people. He's helping businesses with, uh, with his podcast. And, and he's, he, you know, he's, he's doing ghost kitchens with people and, you know, he's, he's giving to frontline workers. I mean, you know, he's up at, he's doing the sunrise gratitude and just, you know, giving gratitude every day and positivity. You know, we chatted and it was just, it was, it was smooth as silk, you know, and then 
we had a couple psychics on and that was that I had fun but it was you know it was like pulling information you know it was like they thought I wanted a free reading and I just wanted to talk you know I just wanted to talk and so it was kind of a, a pull you know and you get some of those where you're just dragging the person along man and it, it, it sucks that's for sure it's not fun but at the same time you know it's uh it is what it is, you know, I, I don't do a lot of pre-screening on this. I mean, people reach out or I reach out to them to book them because it just looks interesting. It piques my fancy in some way. And that probably has to do with whatever show I'm watching or, you know, I mean, I start this show right here, right? I mean, we're going to sit here and I'm going to be looking and thinking about Knights of Badass and then, man, if there's a role player out there or there's a big gamer person out there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to them, ask them, be like, hey, I want to, I want to chat. I want to do the podcast, right? And uh, I'll, then I'll watch, you know, or I'll see uh, something on TV, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh man, no way. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta call some more chefs. I gotta, I gotta get uh, another chef back on. I mean, Monique was awesome, carving out time, talking about her book, talking about giving back to the people in India who are really hurting with all the, uh, the the COVID cases and how to do that. I mean, you know, and then her restaurant floods and. Here she is with a smile on her face, still promoting happiness and joy. I mean, the, the woman's amazing, right? And, and the chefs are creators. You know, Sean and I talked about this. Manit and I talked about this, right? You're creators at the table, but you're in the storm, right? The, the, the table can be set, but there, there's still a storm that's taking place. It's that kitchen, but you're the creator. You set the tone for that table. You, you, you set the value for everything at that table and how it comes out and how each plate is the same and, and what that means. You know, and so then I get into that groove and I'm like, man, I'm diving in, right? I'm going right after those people. That's what I want. I gotta get Chef Joe back on, man, before his uh, new season comes on and um, he's got his cookbook too. We gotta promote Chef, get me that, get Scott and I that cookbook and let's get you back on, brother. I'm gonna email you. And you're like, that's good, Jay. This is how you talk to people. You just say it on your podcast and then they know and they will wait for that email. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like when you're uh, listening to, uh, you know, your mom's house, and there, Christina's finding those TikToks where people think that, you know, it's just a one-way answering machine. It's pretty wild, you know, or they think it's a dating service or God knows what. But always, always very interesting. And yeah, I know, pretty silly. But it is, um, it is one of those things. I'll tell you what, this demon gal, she is eating people left and right. I mean, like, straight up, like, just eating them. It's so wild. I mean, she's ruined her dress. I'll tell you that much right now. She has ruined her dress. And, uh, you know, I don't think she understands COVID because she's, she's coming closer than six feet. <clears throat> That's for darn sure. And I think she's going to try to hold this guy's hand. I can't imagine how bad her breath must be. I cannot even imagine how bad her breath must be this bitch is oh she just took a sword to the stomach and she is a-okay see these are these are the telltale signs that uh there's a real problem a real fucking problem but I, you gotta imagine how bad is her breath she's been eating people right she's just eating and yelling She's got dry blood around her, so she's got a smell, a little metallic. I think she's gonna saw her way out. Is this when you run over and cut her head off? Don't let her get the sword. See, this is 
This is where these movies frustrate me. See, she just cut herself in half to get out of that. Because she's a psycho. And she's covered in blood. And he's just chatting her up. I mean, this is just not good. Can you please... Pretty, there you go. Please call her back into the book. Get her back. Well, what happened to the two paintballers? We saw the paintballers. He had the writing on his face. And, you know, it's not like I've been diving into this movie. You guys are like, Jesus, Jason, can you just get a little focus? No, not today. But it's not like, I mean, but where did they go? And now she can run away? I mean, he almost had her in the book. Son of a gun. But uh, I wonder where those paintballers went because I thought they were demon-possessed. I thought that was maybe we're going to see them at the end. And then we know that they thought this movie was going to be awesome and they thought they were going to make another one. Knights of Bedastin 2. Paintball. Because then... Well, think about this. 2014, you'd have to go back in time. I wonder if they I wonder if these demons can time travel. If you if you can turn these demons into time travelers in some way, then you send them back to when paintball was a thing. And then there's their elite paintball team that would shoot them with paintballs carefully constructed from the Catholic Church, filled with holy water. Are you with me? So the demon, whole team of them, they are King of Badassdom 2, paintball, right? They travel back in time because they get a time machine. And they go back in time. I thought it the other way. We're talking about demons, okay? We're talking about King of Badassdom having a second movie when this movie is so fucking horrible. So we're in pretend land. And don't worry, at the end, you're going to be jiggling my balls and giving me your money. But it's pretend, so don't worry about it, okay? Little weirdos, goodness gracious. So, in this pretend world, where this movie exists, they go back in time. And they're fucking up paintball tournaments all over the world. And no one knows what to do with it. They're shooting them, they're stabbing them, and they just will not die. And when the body runs out, they just jump into a fresh body. It's super smart. And they're eating people, left and right, mostly paintball teams. And of course, you know, the tournaments are getting higher and higher ratings, but there's less and less teams competing because of the deaths. You get me there? Okay. But the Catholic Church sees this, and they build an elite team of paintballers. And they're science, scientists, because now they believe in science. Well... They build an elite paintball. And with all those priests who have been doing nothing but fucking kids since day one, they finally start praying and put their boners away. And now the water inside these paintballs made by the Catholic scientists, inspired by the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God himself, have now done something amazing. And then that team goes and competes, and they start shooting them with holy water paintballs and now finally the demon paintball team has been defeated now a better idea would be to remove the king king of the knights of, of badastum altogether and instead just call it demon paintball so there's no more time travel and um, you would have uh, 
some nerdy Wiccan kids steal, I mean, obviously, steal this movie's idea. Nerdy Wiccan kids try to summon a demon. They accidentally do. And uh, it's not just a demon. It's a team of demons. But they don't know where to go. And right across the cornfield there, where the little weird kids are, is the older brother and all of his fucked up mean brothers and friends. You know, they're just, they're all just this like group of guys and they get demon possessed and they all own paintball guns. And that's what they do. And there is, I mean, let's be honest, an Academy Award winning film if you get the right people. If you do this with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, well, let me tell you something. It's gonna win a lot of awards. There's gonna be a lot of leaps on the side. If you if you did it with with um uh, with uh, with Bird Crasher and Tom Segura, let me tell you something. A lot of awards, a lot of those leaves, a lot of a lot of things are gonna happen, right? <laughs> but it's gotta be the right cast, okay? If you try to do this with uh, gee, I don't know, Tom Cruise and. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, it's gonna fail. One second, please. I apologize. <clears throat> right? I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna massively, massively fail. So, what can we do? Well, we gotta get the right cast. And that's up to you guys. Listen, you guys wanna go out there and do this movie? I'm telling you, it's gonna be game on. Now, the team of LARPers, they have fireworks, they have weapons, and now they're hunting their demon their way no church you know I, I, um, I do find I brought this up before but I always find it interesting that in movies that take place in the future and TV shows that take place in the in the far future uh, there's a uh, there's no church or sometimes if there is a little bit of a religion it's like the crazy wackadoodle person you know just an absolute fucking moron on the side of the street and you know, didn't never got vaccinated and uh, you know has lost his eyes, but still preaches that the Lord is coming with punishments from 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 far far above. And then you find out, well, what he believes is the Lord coming because he's lost his eyes because someone burned them out because he didn't get vaccinated because Joe Biden, you know, he is what he is. I'm kidding about that last part. Don't put your panties in a bunch. Anyways, you go through all of that, and it's just another alien spaceship from another far off planet that we didn't see coming because of uh, a solar blast from the sun that wiped out our electronics for just 15 short minutes until AI rebuilt them as quickly as it could to see a large spaceship start shooting at us and you go see there's God he's come and maybe to some that would be God because before it was God it was a president before it was a president it was a priest or pastor before it was that, it was a, it was a parent or, or a, an authority figure above that. And what it's always been is your willingness to give it up versus willingness to hold on to it and versus willingness to share it. Because those are all different. You say you should be alone. You shouldn't say you shouldn't have someone that holds you accountable. But is it a two-way street? Right? Is there someone to manage your mania while at the same time you help her manage theirs, right? Are you a balancing act or are you a totem pole? Just giving up 
two orders above. And I know that's not how a totem pole works, not, you know, up, down. Apologize if I offended anybody. But it is, you know, you gotta ask yourself those questions. And uh, that's where you're gonna find the people. Oh, let's see, bring it back. Look at this. And that's where you find the people, right? Where you can always connect, you can always be with, and uh, you can always, uh, years pass, um, have that friendship, have that respect, have that relationship, and, and uh, figure out different ways to uh, stay in touch, right? And not judge, and, and, and you know, not, you know, you have some people in your life and they're around and you really like them, man, and they're, they're good, and they're, they're also, you find out, you get older and you just stop putting up with shit. You're like, oh, that person judges me a lot. I mean, you think, oh, well, they kind of see themselves as the boss of the group. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not that anymore. I don't want that. I don't need a leader. Friends, like friends. I like accountability. I, I like a balance and yin and yang. But no, nah, I don't like that. I'm out, right? And and some and you do that and you walk away from that because mentally it's healthy. And also you don't. Shouldn't have to hold. You shouldn't hold on to something <clears throat> where it gets to a point, right? Of you know, you. What I'm trying to say here is the relationship shouldn't sour so much that you don't remember the good times and the fun, right? You don't. If things are going bad, man, it's good to take a step back. If things stay bad, it's good to take a step away. And in all of that, when the step away is done. And everything happens, right? And all of that. If you do it the right way, you're still going to have good memories of that person because you shouldn't hold on to negative shit. You know, yeah. if something really bad happens in a friendship relationship that really destroys it and uh, you can't think good things about that person, that's a two-way street, man. It really is. It's a two-way street. And I know you're thinking, well, no, that person fucked me over. I'm not saying they didn't. But in some way, you allowed it. Right, because you gave something up, and it wasn't reciprocal, and it wasn't balanced, and it wasn't fair. So you know, you gotta you gotta think about those things. You gotta you gotta understand that shit, you know. And if you do, well, then you get the win, and then you get the win. And then it doesn't matter which this movie is going to show you as the gentleman who worked at the garage and is all tough and was making fun of larpers is now you know doing real LARPing and he's really going to be there and he might really even save, you know, the girl. He might. He just might as they bring in a magic dragon. He just might actually save everyone. Imagine that. Imagine dragons. I always like it when I, when I find that because that's just fun in my head. Look at this. This guy's like, motherfuckers. And then, no, he comes in with a fucking truck because we got real problems. Remember, he was the big guy, he was the asshole, he was the X, Y, and Z. Oh, it's the paintballers. Holy shit. The paintballers are here and they are fucking these people up. See, now, hmm? I didn't even know this was going to happen. I didn't even, I've never even seen this movie. I didn't even know this was going to fucking happen. And what is it? That's right, folks. Paintballers. Coming in hot. And then realizing... These LARPers are no fucking joke. There's one guy who's, you know, he's in a wheelchair. He's, <clears throat> dude, they're shit guy. Oh, yeah, they're blasting the guy in the wheelchair. That's not cool, man. That's not, uh-oh. Well, I'll let you know this. Uh, 
somebody is a big bad mean demon and killing everyone oh shit I'm oh goodness these special effects are not that special I don't know if uh, that's the lady I mean I think it is the lady I think uh, yeah I think that's the lady but that is uh, wow green teeth uh, two claws looks like nice elbow pads kind of mix of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle with Medusa and um, Henry you know Henry a host from I know this is not how this works Henry a host of um, you know came from a monster movie my mom my dear dear friend there's the uh, dinosaur with the spikes on its back what's the name of that thing I forget it this little tiny spikes right it kind of looked like a tortoise but it was obviously much much smaller because dinosaurs were miniature They're, that's what you taught me that's a weird thing I never knew, you know, um, dinosaurs were, uh, their bones were, were, and they were very, very tiny, which is why they went extinct, but the way that bones calcify when they're, you know, around nutrients, remember there's no pollution, it's all, it's pure, I mean, this is the steroids, the earth was just as clean as it could be before we juiced it up, you know, those, those bones actually grew, and that's, that's why we thought for a long time dinosaurs were so big. Now what you're going to start finding is really a whole dinosaur exhibit's probably going to be about the size of, uh, you know, two 60-inch televisions if you laid them all out flat. That's how tiny they were, like, I mean, but, I mean, you can't just really come out with that information right away because, you know, big corporate media, you got another Jurassic Park coming out. I mean, how are you going to scare the shit out of people if dinosaurs are the size of fucking ants, you know? You're like, well, Jay, how come the ants didn't go extinct? Well, ants are different. You know, they just are. Don't know what to tell you. Cockroaches, a little, little tougher than, than the tiny T-Rex. That uh, Now, I do wonder who ate who. If the cockroach ate the T-Rexes or the T-Rexes ate the cockroaches. Hmm. I wonder. And then I wonder when we all went normal size. Maybe from the meteorite hitting and then, you know, using that uh, supernova ash to impregnate the semen that aliens ejaculated into volcanoes that then altered the DNA of the one-celled amoeba that rebuilt us into what we are today. I mean, if I'm not solving problems here, folks, and mixing religion with sex and miniature dinosaurs and, and really just trying to offend everyone, if, if I haven't done my job yet, let's be honest, uh, I don't know who has. Now, this demon who just took an arrow to the dome by, I don't know who that guy is. Let me see if they'll tell me. Cast trivia. I don't know. Looks like, um, uh-oh, well, there's a dude missing his head. That's not very good. But I guess he can read what's in the, uh, I don't know. Hey, you run that thing over. Okay, you've got a crossbow. It's good. She's got a sword, not as good. And he has a bigger sword. Okay, uh, they had a lot more weapons earlier. And she has firecrackers. And that's what I think is awesome. The firecrackers. Uh-oh. Just shot it right in the mouth. And now it's screaming. It's almost like it broke its, uh, it's almost like it, it broke its voice box. Are you fucking kidding me? That is absolutely nuts.
Oh, they're still trying to call a demon back down to, you yeah. know, planet hell. Is it planet hell? We got planet Earth. Heaven? Hell? I don't know. <coughs> got the driest throat. And I'm not doing carbs right now, so, uh, you know, um, yeah, no beer. I would be drinking an Independence, though. I would be drinking that, uh, that Stash Double IPA. That's for damn sure, because it is delicious. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Oh, goodness, they are going to crucify. If they really do crucify this thing, that would be fantastic, right? If you crucify a demon, I mean, my goodness. Well, they're going to instead probably try to call it back into the, um, oh, they're going to hammer that thing in. Okay, well, good for them. They are really going to do this. This is a pretty darn aggressive. I hope the truck doesn't run out of gas. That's for damn sure. And by the way, our paintball guy, who I thought might come back and, you know, do the whole paintball uh, demon thing, he was he was actually just a really mad paintballer. And, um, yeah, he got his head cut off by the big demon, which I think they just shot it with a potato gun. That's pretty impressive with all the fireworks. Oh, wow. All the fireworks. Here we go. And all of that's going to go into that book. Oh, my. tell you that is just not a good way to go it is um you're gonna hear a little ticking in the background i was jumping my leg back and forth because he was he was fucking on fire no way man like that is just that's gotta suck oh man that's the one thing like i would never want to go out on fire never his skin's fine he's just pointing at him really angry but his skin's okay there's no burn marks oh but the book's gone well, that's, that's a bummer. Still got the jewel. I bet it still wants to go into the jewel. See, that's what you gotta do. You gotta put it in the jewel, man. You gotta put it in the jewel. That is a real bummer that they can't cut that thing's head off or pull its teeth out. I guess they might regenerate, but you know, you gotta figure something out. Come on, man. And that, that truck is a proper truck. It's got a gun rack in the back window. That's what I'm talking about. You guys remember those? I don't know, or your area where it's from, uh, where you're from, I wonder if that's a, a big deal. Oh, see, now this is where it comes full circle. Paintball guy, he had the book hit his face. Made love to his face, remember? I thought he was possessed, I thought he was going to be the demon, missed that one. See, I admit when I'm wrong. Well, then he came off, he had the book print all over his face, and he couldn't even wipe it off. Well, he came to the party, like I said, and of course, you know, this fucking asshat, he, uh, he's the paintballer. Well, he got his head cut right off. Right off. And they're using it to read to the demon, to try to put the demon in the gym. And I'm like, alright, this, uh, this is where everything goes wrong or right. Who knows? But this motherfucker gotta go on this see I'm telling you man this is the win you gotta read a decapitated guy's head and you gotta play some music song number two here we go this is really fantastic what are they gonna do I mean he is just so weird okay I mean my goodness 
wish I could play the sound right now. I am really intrigued by what he's yelling at this demon. And then he's just shooting it. He's shooting it with laser beams. Freaking laser beams. Here we thought I had a slam dunk. I, I think I was wrong again, folks. Unless this beam be, unless this gem shoots the beam that wounds it. I mean, come on now. Uh-oh, let's see. And there it goes. Now it's on fire. Once again, not the way I want to burn. Dude, I'm telling you, just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Like, it's got to be the worst, you know. I just hear about it being just the absolute worst when people that survive horrible burns. This dude's telling this demon to get out of here. And oddly enough, going up, not down. Giving the mixed message of where heaven and hell are. Right? I mean, that's not good. It's not a good sign, but there is, there is that beautiful cloud of that badness, and here it opens up, man. And here comes the end of our show. Bada boom, bada bing. Now, what would be awesome? Oh, no, you didn't. He brought Peter Dinklage back to life, and Peter has demon eyes. Red demon eyes. Oh, Peter Dinklage, you fucking savage. Do you imagine you're pitching this to Peter Dinklage and you're like, so, you're a LARPer. You know, there's a chick that likes you, but you're, you're going to be a LARPer, man. And I'm telling you, man, all the, um, all the shitty things they say about little people, yeah, it's coming right into play. It really is. And we're going to kill you pretty early on in the movie. Like 40 minutes in, we're going to kill you. He's like, man, I don't want this fucking movie. It doesn't even look good. And he's like, nah, man, it's going to be awesome. Because then we're going to resurrect you as a demon. And you're going to kill the other demon that's trying to hurt your friends. Yeah, Peter Dinklage, that's your job. Saving planet fucking Earth. Now, what other movie's going to offer you that? What other HBO series are they going to... Are they really going to set you up to, to, to save planet fucking Earth? Oh, and your friends who gave you up to a demon? Hmm? Are they? Are you going to hold that grudge, Peter? Are you going to be that guy with that grudge? Huh? Are you? Or are you going to save the fucking planet? Hmm? Because I'm going to bet save the planet. That's what I'm going to bet. You think an elf you're going to save the planet? No, I don't think so. I don't fucking think so. Be a hero for once in your life, Peter. Jesus, be a fucking hero. That speech right there. That's what you give him. And that's what you get. You know? So it's uh, it's pretty much um, it's pretty much a win, folks. And with that, the movie is over. They're reading off some weird shit. I don't want to read it. I thank you all for listening. You are all very, very kind. I wish you all the absolute best, and uh, thanks so much. And here's your favorite time of the show, when my daughter sings about the first time she took a shit by herself. Enjoy.